At a very young age, I was taught to make people laugh. This is Tia. Maurice! Tia Maurice! And whatever you said, when you really live your authentic life, okay. when you really tap into who you are as a yep. person, I truly feel that magic, magic happens. happens. This, is, this is a personal question for me. How do you deal with the haters? My friend Vex, he was like, listen, if you decide to clap back... But people don't know this about me, I can be petty. Yeah. <laughs> so, you and your sister have a special bond. How similar and how different are you? I feel like my sister's sunshine. So what, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> my sister's very traditional. Whereas me, I'm like, I love tradition. I think it's cool, but I ask questions. I consider myself almost like the black sheep of the family. I push the envelope. So where oh. have you taken a leap where she probably wouldn't have? Oh, Lord God. I will touch briefly on that. Okay. Um, I think religion. I have to tell you something. Yeah. My dad, he was obsessed with your dad show. Like, That's awesome. Yeah, he's pretty stoked that I'm here too, talking to you. There's, there's so much influences out there, both good and bad. You've been such a positive influence, mm -hmm. in my opinion. What advice would you give to women that look up to you? Ooh. Welcome to the Sacred Thomas Podcast. <laughs> Are we recording? Or no? Yeah, we're, yeah, we're recording. I'm so okay. excited about okay. Thailand. I, yeah. Listen, I'm excited for you. Thank my, you. My favorite country ever. That's so awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but... Um, Cool. Okay. All right. Guys, I'm so excited to be here. Just so you know, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> oh, yeah? A fan of me? No, yeah. I mean, I think when I had reached, was it, did I reach out to you or did you reach out to me? Well, I started following you first. You started following me and I'm like, this is TMO following <laughs> What is going on? Yeah. Well, how did I get here? Yeah. And then I think I messaged you. Yes. And then I think you had asked, like, why are you following me or something like that? Yeah, I said, I'm just curious. Yeah. You know, I mean, Tia Mori's following yeah. me. Like, what's, you know? And I had said that I was just really inspired by your content mm. um, and your message and your narrative, you know? Because I feel that there's just not a lot out there like mm -hmm. that. And to be a black man, which I think is just so fantastic, you know, that you're talking about traumas yeah. and just mental health and all of that. And it's just a huge topic of mine, especially within our community. And I feel like we don't talk about it a lot. So anyway, I'm a fan, y'all. So I'm <laughs> I, excited to I, be here. <laughs> I appreciate that. You, yeah. you actually, uh, you found me at a good time. I used to post thirst traps. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, for real? Yeah, for yeah, real? yeah, yeah. For and, real, for real? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, every got now it. and then I'll throw some stuff up there. But okay. no, so I used to do that. And um, okay. it got to the point where I'm just like, you know what? I feel like I have more to say yeah. than just offering the world just yeah. that type of stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, let me open my mouth and start speaking. Which is awesome. So um, I'm naturally a very shy person. Really? So doing any of this is just <gasps> outside my comfort zone completely. Really? 100%. But I think that that's so awesome. Like you are like facing fear in the face, yeah. you know what I mean? And I feel mm -hmm. like that is where, I don't know, um, magic happens, yeah. you know? So kudos to you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, that's actually when the following started growing. Oh, uh, okay. When I started speaking, so yeah. magic started happening. Yeah. But let's let's talk about you. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I know you've been traveling a lot. How's yes. that been for you? Um, it has been fantastic. Um, yeah. I recently got back from Spain, I went to two islands. Okay. Um, 
I always, I feel like I'm pronouncing this wrong, but it's Minorca and my, what is it, Mallorca? I think wow. so, yeah. I'm not sure. Y'all don't butcher me. Um, <laughs> but I went to two, uh, two islands in Spain and it was just wonderful. Um, on Minorca, I did kind of like this writer's retreat. Okay. Um, that was just trying to get you to open up from a creative standpoint. But how you do that is you learn more about yourself and you dive into your traumas, right? Mm. Um, so that was fantastic. And then I went to my my Yorka with um, a friend and we just ate and ate yeah. <laughs> and ate. Um, we jumped off boats. It was just fantastic. And then I um, had a layover in London and I was like, you know what? I have friends out here. Yeah. Let me just stay in London for a few days. And I did, and it was so fantastic. Um, and I and I say that it was fantastic, not because everything was perfect. I lost my luggage when oh. I landed in Spain. The first, I mean, the first day- They I, couldn't I, find it. I, they, I still don't have my luggage, y'all. <laughs> I've been fortunate enough to know that for that to never happen. Really? Yeah. Would. Um, it's happened to a lot of my friends, though. Yeah, yeah, two weeks worth of stuff, just like gone. And I- feel like that was the the first lesson for me on that trip to let go. Mm. Um, and I'm so used to things kind of like being scheduled, you know, um, stand here, do this. Mm. And this was like the first time I was extremely vulnerable away from my kids, my family, and I did not have my luggage. Um, so I cried. But I worked through that and, you know, there were tears. I was anxious. There was lots of joy. Um, it was wonderful. So thank you for, for, for asking. And then I'm going to Thailand in yeah. December. So I was you excited that. for that? Yeah. Where, where are you going in Thailand? Uh, so I'm going to Bangkok and Phuket. Phuket. Is, is it, and I'm saying that right? Yes. <laughs> I like the worst. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like the worst. <laughs> um, but we have like a really fun... Um, itinerary scheduled. We're doing like, uh, what is it? Writing the, well, I don't know if I'm going to get on an elephant. I may just You shouldn't. Like, <laughs> you shouldn't get on yeah, them. So yeah. whenever you you ride them, usually they're mistreated. So you want to go to the sanctuaries where you're not able to ride them. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I think we are going to a sanctuary. I always, yes. I'm looking this way, y'all, because my wonderful, amazing friend and assistant is there yeah. and she like knows more about my life than I do. Um, uh, but yeah, and I'm taking my kids with me. Um, and I chose Thailand because I just feel like it's going to be very healing for me. Mm. Um, Cause I'm kind of like in my healing era right now, should I say? Yeah. What is it about travel? Yeah. Or even traveling to Thailand that, that, that heals you? What have you learned from it? Um, I think what I've learned about traveling is just uh, getting out of my comfort zone. Mm. Um, I feel like, I don't know, like I've been very sheltered, you okay. know, for a reason. Because, you know, just being, growing up in growing general. Up, like, you know, being a childhood actor. Okay. Um, you know, my parents, they were in the army. So they were very like strict. Um in a good way, you know, they wanted to protect me from what a lot of childhood actors, I guess, go through. Yeah. Um, I felt like that was amazing, you know, as a child. But as I got older, I 
kind of say it's like when a lion has been kept in a zoo and when a lion's like um, released into the wild, mm. they're like, huh? <laughs> like yeah. what is this thing called life? Um, so I feel like when I travel, um, I'm just away from, you know, feeling comfortable. And um, I'm reading this book right now called When Things Fall Apart. And one thing that really resonated with me was in the book when she said, discomfort is your best teacher. Mm. So traveling um, makes me feel, was that okay? What the hell? I'll unplug that fridge, please. Is it a fridge? Yeah, I think that's what okay. that is. This is my first time in this space too. Oh, okay. okay. It looks great. <laughs> he warned me He job. warned me about that. He was like, oh, he hey, did? that fridge might turn on. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no, but I think when I travel, I'm out of my comfort zone and I feel uncomfortable. And so traveling teaches me a lot about myself. Mm. Um, and then also just teaches me about um, other cultures. I feel like um, the world can be or people can be very narrow-minded Mm-hmm. because they don't get out and see the way other people live. And I feel like it's just important um, just to build character. So. Yeah, I'd like to say that. What about you? Why do you like to travel? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pretty much for a lot of the same reasons. Okay. Um, I, so I've been to, I think, 22 countries yeah, now. Yeah, I remember you told me. Yeah, yeah I'm losing count. But at one point before the pandemic happened, I had this goal to get to 30 countries before I turned 30. Oh, wow. Okay. And the pandemic happened, then it didn't happen. Yeah. So I'm at 22. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and now I'm 32. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so one of the things that I've noticed while traveling a lot is just you see people from all types of walks of life mm-hmm. uh, living completely differently, mm-hmm. but everyone wants the same thing. Yeah. They want to be happy. They yeah. want to love. love. They want to be with family. They yeah. want, you know, they want to laugh. They yeah. want to join it. Everyone wants the same thing. So I think if more people yeah. traveled, we'd have a lot less people having being being so judgmental yeah, I agree. about something that they've never seen. Yeah. That's why it's important, like, um, I feel like to bring my kids. I mean, they didn't go to Spain and London with me. I, I needed that time, you know, mm-hmm. for myself, which was hard. Um, but, um, last year we all went to Italy and, uh, France mm. and I want my children to, at a young age to explore and to see, um, you know, other people live differently than how, you know, they're living, mm-hmm. um, just again, so they're not so narrow-minded. Um, Absolutely. so I, I get what you're saying and I think that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. So you, you, I would think that the way you grew up, I mean, because you were on Sister Sister, yeah. you traveled the world. So yeah. Yeah. What, what kept you from doing that? Just Yeah, um, fear. So really? I hate to fly. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've had to fly yeah, a lot in your I life. I know, but I just, <laughs> I, I, I don't like it. Like uh-huh. I am, I'm so afraid of, of flying. And so if I needed to do it because of work, Mm-hmm. then I was like, okay, do I, I'll do it because it's something that I have to do to take care of myself and to yeah. take care of my family. But kind of like just to just, you know, get out there, you know, just for, I know, I don't know, leisure, you know, time. It was just hard for me. Um, and then also I know this is very weird, but I'm keeping it real. It was yeah. almost like I felt like 
not that I didn't deserve it, but I don't know. Like, I'm just so used to, mm, like, work, work, like, working a lot. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's, like, how I validate myself, unfortunately. You know what I mean? Like, with work. Yeah. Um, And so I felt guilty, like, kind of stepping away and just— Doing, doing something, something for, for myself. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like that that the, I'm an advocate now that self-care isn't selfish, but now I think that way. But I think, you know, five, ten years ago, I felt selfish, you know, to really? break away and do something for myself because when I'm working, I'm working for other people, not just you know what I mean, to take care of my kids yeah. and yeah. Family, so yeah, that. family and stuff like that. So I, I kind of felt guilty, but now I, I'm not there. I'm like, no, I deserve this. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. You've, you've done a lot of great things, so you do deserve it. Thank you. But, I've paid my dues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, going back to you being afraid of uh, flying, flying? Okay. I, have a, I have a story for you. Oh, God. It, it may terrify you even more at the beginning, Oh. but okay. there's a, there's a, a, a happy end. Okay. <laughs> I was actually... On a flight, and he was supposed to be on there. My friend Thomas. We were okay. filming in Tulum. Okay. For um, this this guy, his name is uh, Fletcher. Okay. He's um he's a pair he's a quadriplegic. So okay. He, okay. He travels the world in a wheelchair. Oh wow! And inspires people. Like, hey, just because you know if you're paralyzed, you can still you can still travel. Yeah. So we we're filming uh, just like a, a mini an episode for a documentary on him. Okay. Oh nice. Uh, on the way back, we we're supposed to fly out together, and I think he ended up leaving early. Okay. And I caught the flight I was supposed to catch. Okay. Go up in the air within 20 minutes. I'm like, you know, I like to look outside the window. <laughs> okay. As, um, as, as we're flying. Okay. I'm looking outside and then all of a sudden I see. A wheel fall off? Plane engine exploded. <gasps> Boom. And, oh I, and people God. on the flight are like, bro, what's <gasps> going on? What's going on? And I'm like, looking at it. I'm like, that <gasps> oh, wasn't supposed no, to happen. Yeah. <laughs> God. <gasps> so people were freaking out. And we, after a couple of seconds, they come on the intercom okay. and they're like, hey, um, I don't even remember if they even acknowledge that they lost an engine. Yeah, I feel like they never do. <laughs> they, like they don't tell you anything. <laughs> yeah, but they, they said that there was like a malfunction okay. um, and we're going to be turning around. Okay. They're like, hey, we're trained for these uh, scenarios. And, okay. Um, we'll let you know if we need to execute emergency landing. Oh, I'm Jesus. like, Lord God. So I learned. Okay. <laughs> what is the lesson in all of this, please? Let me know. Well, I learned that planes can fly with one engine. Oh. Yeah, so we just lost one. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, they can actually Did land you know without. Did Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, well, I learned the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, I learned the hard way. But okay. So yeah, they can fly with one engine. They can actually land with both engines not working. So oh, there's, there's okay. a lot of safety precautions that are going to okay. keep you safe. Things would have to royally mess up okay. for you to not be Got it. safe. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, so that's why I don't like to lie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, thank you. <laughs> yeah, of, of course, of course. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but to, to move on from there, I actually okay. do have a question for you. And oh. I, I listened to a couple of your your interviews. Oh, Lord. Uh, Which ones? <laughs> a lot of them. Okay. <laughs> of them. okay. So okay. in an interview, you said, when you really live your authentic life. Okay. You remember this one? Yeah, yeah. 
when you really tap into who you are as a yeah. person, I truly feel that magic, magic happens. happens. Mm-hmm. You start to attract people that you have true connections with. Yeah. So never be afraid to be you. Never be yeah. afraid to be yourself. Yeah. What does that mean? To you? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um. I just feel that when you are yourself, you will attract the right tribe, meaning the right people will start approaching you, being um, a part of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my friends, and I always mention him, I feel like he's my guru, and um, his name is Vex King. And um, oh, yeah, he like writes books and, and he's like a self-love advocate. And he he calls it like, and I'm sure it's not just him saying that, but he was the first one to mention it to me in this kind of way that you cut, you set off a frequency. It's like a, you know, almost like a ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do they call those things? I don't know. Like, I don't know. But anyway, you're setting off this vibe, vibration. Mm. And then you will start to get the right people um, coming into your circle. And because I feel like not even in, as a, as a teenager, but even adults do it. Mm-hmm. They tend to just not necessarily be themselves. They tend to be someone that they think they should be, live the way your parents are kind of telling you how you should live, the way society tells you how you should live. And I'm even just speaking from um, a woman's perspective. I feel like society kind of has these... Mm, pressures on women. Like we have to live and be a certain way. And, you know, some women may not want to do what society says that they have to be, whether that's having kids or get married, um, you know, just basically be yourself. And when you are who you are and unapologetically, I feel like yourself, there's joy, you Mm know, Um, because you're attracting people who love you for who you are. You do not have to put on, um, that's exhausting. You know what I mean? Like, could you imagine creating a life um, that's not true to who you are? Every day you're waking up, you know, feeling just exhausted, drained, you know, just not happy. Um, And I feel like when you are able to live your authentic life, um, there's just joy in that. So that's basically what, mm. you know, I mean by that. Yeah, absolutely makes and, sense. Yeah. And yeah. I can relate, you know, to to that. Um, I feel like being a child actor, society kind of um, is like watching everything that you do. So you're kind of like always on edge about who you want to be, what you want to do. You're mm-hmm. thinking about other people and how you want to project yourself to the world yes exactly instead of really tapping into what is it like who am i what is it that makes me happy you know um and i've been on that journey for for the past couple of years and the tribe that i have i don't know formed has just been so amazing and wonderful so yeah so you got a you got a nice crew. I do, I do. Yeah. I have a really cool crew. <laughs> yeah, um, really awesome people, you know. And just continuing to build that tribe and that and that family connection, you mm. know. 
true connection. I feel like when you're your authentic self, then you will have true connections. Right. Yeah. So. I think, uh, and, and I think I can actually relate a little bit to you. Okay. Um, not quite growing up so famous, but, okay. <laughs> um, you know, as a kid, I was in football and oh, I was okay. in football in Florida. I used oh, to play wow. for okay. Miramar. And, okay. you know, my mom took took us to go and, you know, we grew up speaking like we're speaking to each other now, but it was in, in the hood. Okay. So <laughs> everybody spoke, yeah. you know, like they're from the hood. Yeah. And then they were like, why do you talk so white? Mm, you different. Know? Why you talk different? Yeah, yeah. Why you talk like that? And so yeah. at, at some point I'm like, you know, I started trying to talk like them and everything. And uh, then I'm like, very not, soon after, yeah, I'm just like, that's not, oh, that's not, that's not yeah. me. Yeah. You know, this, is who, this is who I am. This is who, yeah. who I want to be. So yeah. eventually, yeah. you know, I got to a point where I can actually be myself regardless yeah. Yeah. of these people. You yeah. know? No, I, I get that. Yeah. Kudos to you. Yeah, I appreciate you know? that. <laughs> I have to tell you something. Yeah. Your dad, uh-huh. <laughs> okay, is, well, my dad grew up watching, not grew up, but he was obsessed with your dad's show. Yeah. Miami Vibe. I didn't know if you knew. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, and so, I don't know. I just had to throw that out there since you were talking about your mom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my dad, like, he freaking loved your dad's show. Like, That's awesome. Yeah, he's pretty, like, stoked that I'm here, too, talking to you because yeah. he loves your dad. But, okay, sorry. I'm, I'm sure he'll be excited <laughs> to hear that, too. Okay, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's... Um, I kind of grew up like you, sheltered a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, my mom and dad, they got divorced when I was seven, but Oh, they, wow. Very young. Yeah, very young. But yeah. no, I would always see my dad until we moved to Texas, and then I would see him a lot less frequently. Okay. But I, I hear you're actually, you've lived in Texas. Yes, I right? have. I have. F- Fort Hood. <laughs> Fort Hood. Fort- Colleen, Texas. Yeah. Copper's Cove. I was actually Miss Colleen. Miss Colleen. Yeah, Miss Colleen. So we did when I lived in Texas because my parents were in the army. So my okay. mom and my dad were both stationed um, in Colleen, Colleen, Texas. And um, yeah, I mean, I would do pageants and I won one. That twang is And I was out. Miss Fort Hood. <laughs> Miss Colleen, Miss Fort Hood. Um, but yeah, that was... That was in Texas was where I actually got like the acting bug. Really? Yeah, because I would do um, pageants, modeling, talent shows. So I was a part of a group. um, Oh, Lord. It was called the Fancy Prancy Dancers. And so my sister and I, we would go to different cities and dance and perform um, in malls. Like Mm. actually do like routines and stuff. So I feel like... My training was in Texas to become an actor. I remember when we moved over to LA for the first time, though, um, we had heavy accents. And so I would say, like, fixing (laughs) 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 soda instead of, you know, Coke. It was like, what age to what age did you live in Texas for you to pick that up? Huh? For you you to pick up that accent? What age? Let's say, let's see. So um, I was born in uh, Germany. And then we moved to uh, Hawaii. And then, so I want to say like maybe seven, eight. Um, and then uh, we stayed there until I was like, I want to say maybe 12, 13. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I guess you'll pick it uh-huh. up. So, um, but yeah, it was, 
it was it was fun. You yeah. know, it was definitely interesting at times, you know, living in Texas. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it's, it's changed a bit. <laughs> yeah, I hear. I yeah. haven't I haven't been back. Oh my gosh, maybe in like, well, no, I did go back. I went to Austin. I that's think, where I live. For some, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I hear that's like amazing. Yeah, Austin's Austin. awesome. It's yeah. growing fast. That's what I hear. It's, yeah. Um, I was there just for like a day for some work event, but okay. I haven't really, you know, got to hang out for a while there. But yeah, exactly. I did. I grew up in Texas, y'all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I didn't start saying y'all until I moved to Texas. Okay, but yeah. I, moved from I still see that's the only thing that has stayed with me is y'all. But I will say this too, because yeah. when I did pageants, everything is big, you know yes. what I mean, in Texas. So when I came over to LA and I started, you know, doing auditions and stuff, one of the casting directors, they were like, uh, we can like, you know, take the bows, the bows out. It doesn't have to be so, you know, grand and all of that. And my sister and I are like, oh, okay. But yeah, I feel like a lot of um, actors come from Texas. I think Hillary yeah. Dove came from Texas. There's like a list of us that like, you know, lived yeah. in Texas and came over to be actors. There's, um, oh, he was going to run for president. Um <laughs> <sighs> You know, I don't talking, know. you know what I'm talking about. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. He's from Austin. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he's always in Austin. Yeah, he's always there. He's yeah, because my sister, she, um, she's friends with him yeah. and his wife. And so they go down a lot yeah. um, and say, you know, hi to him and do some events with him and stuff like that. So, yeah. So at what point did you know that you wanted to be an actress? Um, oh, that's a good question. Um and, and did you and your sister see it at the same time? No. Okay. Yeah. So there was this. Hold on, I'm gonna drink some water really yeah. quick. Yeah, I'll do some too. That's the thing about these podcasts. I feel like you just you talk a lot. Yeah, your voice. Good. <laughs> good um, so, okay. So my sister. Oh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's who it was. My sister, she was in a pageant. She was the first one to be a part of a pageant. Okay. And it was called Rabbit's Fest. That's so Texas. <laughs> um, yeah, Rabbit's Fest. And Jennifer Love Hewitt was actually in the um, pageant. And my sister was in it. And my mom, she had asked me, she was like, do you want to do this? And I was like, no. <laughs> like, and I was just like, no, it's not what I want to do. And so my sister was actually the first one to get introduced to, you know, entertainment, should okay. I say, in, in that form. And then once I saw her do it, um, I was like, okay, like this doesn't seem that bad. Like this seems like really cool. So um, I am a huge fan or was a huge fan of Star Search. Star um, Search. Ed McMahon, you may be too young. <laughs> What's Star Search? <laughs> Star Search, um, Ed McMahon, he hosted a talent show. Okay. Um, that was on television and like, um, Leanne Rimes, I believe, did it. Beyonce was on it. Um, a lot of up-and-coming um, uh, stars and singers. And so they had uh, Tatiana Lee. Is it like American Idol? Um, kind of, but they, ha yes, but they had like different categories. Okay. So they had a category where um, I believe there was like acting Mm -hmm. um, and just, you know, uh, dance. It's like a talent show, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I remember watching that and saying, ooh, like, 
this seems kind of cool, like just from an entertainment, you know, perspective. Um, and then I was a huge fan of The Cosby Show. And that was where I first saw representation. Mm. Um, Lisa Bonet. I was like, oh, this is a black family. You know what I mean? And this is like a girl with curly hair. Like mm. I could, you know, relate to this. Mm. So I was obsessed with that show. And I remember telling my mom, like, mom, I want to do that. And um, she was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And that's basically, you know, how it started. My mom really, really supported us because, you know, she was in the army. Um, she ended up quitting to um, allow us to, you know, to support us to pursue our careers. And so we moved from Texas to L.A. Um and then that's kind of like how it started. In three years in LA, that's when we booked Sister Sister. In three years. In three years. And that's how, that's how we knew that it was like, this is called, you know, this yeah. is what we're supposed to be doing. Um, and we didn't have to audition for it. It was um, created around us. That's awesome. So, right? So now as I'm, you know, older, I'm like, wow, that's so rare, you know, that that can happen. Yeah, they create a show for you. Yes, and then just be in Hollywood for just three years and to be given this, like, Tamir and I, we we sucked <laughs> in the beginning. Like, we just were, we, you know what I mean? We didn't have a lot of experience. Like, when we looked at our show for the, the first few yeah. episodes, we were like, how did we Were you doing classes as you were going? We were, yeah. And then, you know, that's why I was saying Texas, like, trained us because we mm. were dancers. We would do print work. We would do little like local commercials like in Texas. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, took that experience to LA, but, you know, we weren't like incredible, you know, Um, in my opinion, you know. uh, I thought y'all were great. Thank you. (laughs) Um, We got, I feel like we got better, you know, but we were just, we felt just so blessed to be given the opportunity with, you know, the experience that we had. Absolutely. So- how much of that is is scripted? How much is improv, improv yeah, and stuff like on that? the show? On the show, yeah. Okay, so um, they they would um, the storylines would be built and created around our personal lives. Okay. So every year before we would go into production, we would go into the writers' room, and they would just ask us, "What did you guys do this summer?" What's going on in your lives? And then we would tell them, and then they will create storylines based off of our personal lives. So, yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, and then in regards to just um, riffing and just doing that as actors, I don't think that we didn't do a lot of that. I think just because, you know, I don't know. I think we were really young, you know, um, and I don't even think that we were capable <laughs> back then. Um, capable of- Like of just improv and just, you yeah. know what I mean? But that takes skill, you yeah. know? I feel but you like, have a good memory then. Yes. I do feel like I do a lot of that now mm-hmm. as an actor and then writers trust you know, me to kind of do that. But yeah. when we were young, I don't think the writers, <laughs> I don't think they trusted my sister and I to just go. Yeah. They're like, you're going to say this line. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's funny. I've actually been, I've had so many people tell me to get into acting. Really? My memory's terrible. Really? Absolutely terrible. Yeah. <laughs> really? You know what? I have. I take Sierra that to help, though. 
Oh, Brain this? Box. Brain Box. It's a new trop. Have you heard of new tropics? New tropics. No, what is that? They're basically, um, and it's it's all natural. It's basically okay. things that help you with cognitive function, like memory. Oh, mood, maybe I should take like that. that. Yeah. Sierra's like because yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> little short, plug right there. <laughs> yeah, my my short term memory is terrible. Yeah. Like I have the worst short term memory. I don't know where I put stuff when I just kind of, you know. Put it aside. Or, twins too. Yeah, I mean, even like <laughs> names, I will forget. <laughs> Chris. Chris. Okay, yeah, like yeah. I, but my long-term memory is fire. Uh, like when I, because studying scripts, I can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I put attention to it. But if I'm not putting attention, like like really kind of putting it in my mind, it's bad. So maybe I should try some of that stuff. Yeah, maybe. Are we, can I, can, are we going to leave with some? Did you give us some? Sure, yeah. Ab- <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Okay, yeah, okay. Yes. So maybe I, maybe I just need to try harder then. I don't know. Ma- I don't with, know. With, with I've never what? actually tried to- Act? Is no. that what you're talking about? Wait, yeah. What do you mean try? Oh, memory, memory. Memory, I mean, uh, I see. with okay. acting comes yeah. memory, you'd think, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but okay. Cool. Yeah, I know. Let's help out there. So, <laughs> <With> my brain. <laughs> so- Okay. It seems like you and your sister have a special bond. Yeah. I mean, how, how similar and how mm. different are you two? We're very different. Very different, huh? <laughs> Yeah. How so? Um, I usually say, even though that, I mean, we we share similarities. Okay. Um, but I think we have some, some of us, well, between us two, one could have more or less of. So I think when I talk about personality, the analogy that I use is, I don't know, Sierra, what would you say? I feel like, because I am sunshine, but I am also night, right? So I feel like my sister's sunshine. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. like. So what, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure y'all both know what that yeah. means. <laughs> um, I think, hmm, what I mean by that is, okay, I'm, my sister's very traditional. Okay. I have, mm, I can be traditional with certain things, mm-hmm. but I I consider myself almost like the black sheep of the family. Like I'm, I'm very, I, I push the envelope a little okay. bit. You know what I mean? Like I kind of go by the beat of my, go by, what do you call it? Beat of your the drum. Beat of, yeah, the beat of my own drum. Mm-hmm. Um, where I, I think my sister um, just kind of, um, finds comfort in tradition. Mm-hmm. Whereas me, I'm like, I love tradition. I think it's cool, but I ask questions. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I got another question for you about Okay, that, yeah, going. but I'm just like, why, why, why are we doing this? Why do we have to do this? Who says we have to do that? <laughs> um, so I feel like I'm very different or we're very different in that way, even with our parenting styles. Like she's okay. very traditional. Whereas I'm a little like softer when it came to like my son was still sleeping in, you know, my bed until he was five. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm like, when he's ready to get rid of the bottle, he'll let me know. <laughs> so you <laughs> give them more freedom to, I do. to grow as they yeah, and naturally I, do. Yeah. And I think I'm that way as a person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm not saying she's narrow-minded at all. Mm. I'm just saying I... I have a very broad um, perspective on certain things and she's very comfortable with familiarity. Is that the Mm. word? Um, 
in certain things. I'm not speaking for her, you know, in any kind yeah. of way, but I think that's how we're different. But at the same time, you said you're structured. Very much so. Really? You know what I mean? I think just because of our, you know, our upbringing um, and very, I mean, like I said, there are certain things that I'm, I value with tradition, you yeah. know, um, because there is structure to tradition and there is a sense of comfort with, mm. you know, tradition and way of thinking and the way of life. Um, but I tend to push the envelope a little yeah. more. I'm like the black sheep of the family. It was, it was hard at first, you know, but I'm here to break generational curses. And I feel Absolutely. like I, I feel like I am the bulldozer of the family, meaning I'm the one that's, you know, knocking things knocking down. down. Yeah. yeah. And then my sister's like, oh, okay. All right, so she made room for us. <laughs> um, you, you cleared the path. I cleared the path. Yeah. You know, um, it's all right. It doesn't seem that scary, but I'm the one that's taking the leap, should I say. Okay. So I feel like that's like the biggest difference that we have with us. So where have you taken a leap where, where, so where oh. have you taken a leap where she probably wouldn't have? Oh, Lord God. I don't a lot know. of different ways. <laughs> <laughs> I will touch briefly on that. Okay. Um, I think religion. Uh, that was my next question. Okay, yeah. I think where I am really into learning about other cultures and okay. learning about different religions. Um, I think she's very um, comfortable and content with mm -hmm. where she is, where I'm like, I'm exploring, you know, I'm like, hmm, this may work for the family, but this is not necessarily working for me. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's a part of living my authentic truth. Um, I, I, that works for you, but it's not working for me. So mm -hmm. I'm on this journey. And so there are things about Catholicism that I love. There are things about Buddhism that I love. There are things about Christianity that I love. There are mm -hmm. things about Judaism um, that I love. And I'm just, just you know, tapping in and asking questions and learning more about different, a different way or approach of spiritual spirituality. <laughs> so you wouldn't say you'd have a specific religion, you're more spiritual. I'm definitely more spiritual. Yeah, I, I'm like, yeah. I'm like hiding my crystals from my family. <laughs> <laughs> Not your crystals. Let's, let's just say that. <laughs> when I come into the, the house, I'm like, let me, <laughs> somewhere. Could you guess where, I, where I'm at with it? Where, can I guess where you are with my- With, in terms of religion. Can I guess? Yeah, where with I'm you? at. Yeah. Um, maybe on the same? Yeah. Ah, okay, Most cool. people think that I'm I'm Christian though. Oh, okay. But I'm I'm very spiritual. Yeah, I don't so. see I yeah. Really? Yeah, okay, I can see awesome. that you're very spiritual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I grew up with a lot of religion around me. Yeah, so Just, did I. Yeah. So um I think there's a lot of great in all types of religions. Of course. But for me to just choose one, I I think it's almost discounting the other ones. Of course. Oh my gosh. Yes, that yeah. what you just said. That's my. It was. It was. I was in Italy mm -hmm. um, for school, and I went to the Vatican, mm. and I saw all of these people, you know, gather around, and I was like, "Who am I 
to say that what they're doing is wrong and then what I'm doing is better than or right. And so that was that was my aha moment. And I was like, hmm. Yeah, and I don't want to get on on other people, but I do think people are afraid to say that they have more questions and rather than having something say, this is it, you know, they're afraid to, they're afraid to be wrong. Yeah, or exiled from their family. Yeah, or, or, the, or that, that's who, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure with yeah, that. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. So, but, but I think if you're able to, you know, I think if you're able to ask more, have you heard of Alan Watts? Alan Watts, no. He's a British philosopher. Oh, oh no. He's got a book called okay. The Wisdom of Insecurity. Ooh. I got to put you onto that. <gasps> um, yeah, send, yeah, send it's it my to memory. <laughs> Is it short, like, term? Is it short term? Short term, yeah. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> what was but the yeah, I'll, I'll send. I'll send it okay. to you. Um, okay, thank but you. basically, that book, and he's he's heavily into Buddhism. Okay. Um, and he talks I about love, he talks about all way, types yeah. of religions in it. But okay. you leave that book asking more questions, uh-huh. but more of the right questions. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. So I think it's uh he's a good he's a good. Listener. Okay, I would. Yeah. I would love to. Do you do you read physically or do you listen to audio? Oh, books? that's a good question. So I read physically. Okay. Um, there are some books that I'll do. What is it? Audible. Oh, um, yeah. But more on like the health kind of like books, like okay. wellness and stuff like that. I will um, do Audible with that. But when it comes to reading and learning, mm-hmm. what I like to do is I like to highlight. Mm-hmm. I like to write notes. Um, I like to go back, you know, uh, chapter two or chapter three and just kind of like see what I, you know, highlighted. Mm -hmm. So I like reading physically. That's one reason. And then another one is, I don't know, there's just something about just touching the book and the pages Mm -hmm. and then putting your blanket, you know, around you. It's like, it's like an experience. It's like a, a moment. And I feel like with the life that I live, it's very chaotic and it's very busy. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to kind of read a book, it forces me to sit my ass down. Yeah, slows things down. (laughs) Yeah, and just kind of, you know, like slow down and just really process. Whereas I feel like with Audible, you're driving, you know what I mean? You're you're doing- That's me, 1,000%. Yeah, so when you're you're doing other things while you're- Whereas like when I'm reading, yeah. I just really want to like process. Not right. to say that you can't process any other kind of way. That's just how I yeah, yeah, process I things, you know? So I, I wish I could sit down and do that. Really? I, I, not not these days, no. Yeah. But what I do do is I do it while I'm lifting weights. Oh, I okay. That's cool. Weights. Yeah. Because it could be like, is it like it's, motivation or like, well, uh, or I don't know. Motivation, meditation. Okay. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm able to really, really listen actually. Okay. It it sounds kind of counterintuitive, but okay for me, I'm just able to really focus on what. No, what I, no, I get it. Told, yeah, you know? there was this trainer that I was working with, um, and she told me that she listens to classical music mm, when I she. Do that too. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, when she works out because yeah. she said it 
helps her tap in more as mm-hmm. opposed to like, you know, when you're listening to Rick Ross and like, ah, you know, yeah. the hip hop. That's what I listen to ratchet music when I work out. Do I yeah. not? <laughs> like people are sometimes surprised at the music that yeah. I like listen to when I, but. I feel like it's what most people do. Yeah, yeah, you know, but you know, so I get it and I yeah, yeah. totally understand. Do you meditate? I do. Yeah, okay. I do. Not, not as much as I should, but uh, I, I do. Yeah, it saved yeah. my life. Really? How Meditation. So? I think for me, um, because I, you know, like I was saying, I have this chaotic life. Yeah. I, I, I call it like um, good chaos. It's not, I'm not like complaining or anything. Yeah. Um, but sometimes when you're constantly spinning, you're not really tapping in to yourself and your own thoughts, right? I feel like when we move through life, we're being influenced in so many ways. And it Mm. happens, I think even subconsciously, you know what I mean? Like you're picking up things. Um, But with meditation, I feel like I am able to really tap into my thoughts and what's really going on in my mind. Um, And then it also just kind of calms me down. It puts me in that, I believe it's like an alpha brain wave, mm-hmm. you know, state of mind. Um, and I feel like there's magic there yeah. um, when you go to that place. And I've basically been meditating to Joe Dispenza, who is fantastic. And he's basically, his kind of like uh, practice is trying to intentionally move in the conscious state of mind and not um, letting your subconscious take over mm. um, because a lot is going on subconsciously. Um, like I said, even things that maybe you're not picking up. So within your meditative state or practice, you are intentionally, so there's intent to it, um, choosing words, visualizing mm. um, how you want to be and um, how you don't want to be. So when you're in this meditative state, he'll tell you to start talking about what you don't want to be, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then he'll have you move into the conscious and start talking about what you want to be. And then before you know it, you're like doing what you want. Do you know what I mean? You're not letting your past experiences take over Mm. and make decisions for you. Like you're actually being very intentional with how you move. And so it's been very helpful. That's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. So Joe, Joe Dispenza, he uh-huh. has guided meditation. Yes, it's guided meditation. Okay, mm-hmm. so I, th- I think I know who he is. Yeah, he's he, dope. He's he's the guy who basically, I mean, he talks about how how much your thoughts actually affect your reality, yes. whether you know it or not, right? Exactly. Okay, so yeah. I've heard of mm-hmm. him. And that. he believes that you have the power because he believes that your thoughts are just thoughts, which... Yeah. Really, it is. It's, it doesn't necessarily define who you are. So he's <clears throat> encouraging you to believe that you have the power to control your thoughts. Mm. You have the power to control your destiny. You have the power to control the life that you want to have. Yeah. And it starts <laughs> with your thoughts. Yeah. Um, so yeah. You could be trapped in a negative feedback loop and really <gasps> not know how to get out. Exactly. But that's why I think it's it's important to one listen to conversations like this, but two, mm-hmm. just listen to all the conversations, like just 
Joe Dispenza are having yeah. out there so you can understand like, hey, this is what's happening to me right now. Exactly. Because you, you don't know. No, and you become aware, yeah. you know? Yeah, I feel like with Buddhism, they talk a lot about that as well. Like, I think what's really helped me is learning how to not load certain words. And an example in this book, uh, When Things Fall Apart, mm. when somebody says, you look old, right? Mm. That could either be a positive or a negative, you know what I mean? To to because it's about your experience, you know what I mean? And 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 how it's what are the influences that are, right. you know, coming in. Whereas with Buddhism, they just basically teach you how to be just present, you know what I mean, and not load too much. So you're not um being defined by that word. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that one of the main reasons? I'm not main reasons. Is that one of the reasons for going to Thailand? Yeah. (laughs) Oh God, yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. Like I just really, I'm, so like I said, I'm on this um, healing journey or era. And I feel like a lot of the books that I have been reading that have been really helpful um, stem from, uh, I guess, just Buddha practices. Yeah. and I think the one that has really resonated with me recently is the story about the Buddha sitting um, by a tree and then arrows are coming at him. Mm-hmm. And then he decides to turn the arrow around and turn it into a flower. And then hands, you know, mm-hmm. handing the flower off to the enemy. And it's basically just teaching you um, how to show love and compassion when being faced with some sort of animosity. Mm-hmm. Um and so anyway, stories like that, I feel like has really resonated with me. I guess things just starting with self, like self-love. I really needed to work on that. Um, you know, really tapping into, you know, loving myself and, yeah. you know, showing compassion for myself. Because when you show compassion for yourself, you just make different decisions yeah. or you create boundaries and you don't allow certain people access so anyway, um, so I've really resonated with that. And so I feel like Thailand um, is really going to be like healing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just visiting the temples and seeing the monks. I mean, I even meditate to monks chanting. And there's just something, it's just what it does to me. Yeah, it's like, about that. oh, I, yeah. it just like, I just feel so at peace. And so like, if I'm like tense, as soon as I start listening to the chants, I'm just like, ah, you know? Yeah. So, we, me and uh, Thomas over there, we were in actually South Korea. Okay. Uh, he's, his brother has a a bar that was getting an award for being one of the, I think it's the 100 best bars in all of Asia. Really? Yes. So if you're ever in South Korea, you got to Wow. It was called South, South Side Parlor? Yep. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, I do but, love um, me some kimchi. <laughs> Ooh, I grew Ooh. up on kimchi. Yeah. It yeah, is. Yeah. I grew up on kimchi because I lived in Hawaii. So there's oh. a huge Korean population there. So the Korean barbecue, like I grew up eating that, like short ribs and kimchi and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You see, I didn't really like Korean barbecue much until no. I got to South Korea. And I'm like, yo, this is amazing. Yeah. It's authentic. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was. I mean, I, I did. I grew up a vegetarian, so I didn't even. Oh, I really? Even, I haven't actually said this publicly. I didn't even try meat. Oh my god! Until I was twenty-one. 
What made you just say, I want to try it? <laughs> I'm kind of the black sheep in my family. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know if I'm okay. the black sheep. What kind okay. of? Depends on how you look at it. Okay. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I, in that way, I definitely was the only one who Got kind it. of oh. decided I wanted to explore. Okay. You know, we were raised to to really think that being a vegetarian is the way to eat. Okay. And, you know, I would question it. Yeah. So, and now I, I do think it's an extremely healthy way to eat if you do it right. Yes. But yeah. we are able to process yeah. meat as well. So mm-hmm. I just think we eat too much of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Okay. But you, but you had said something okay. I want to go back to. You had said that, um, you know, being your authentic self, you um, you attract people that, you know, are good for you. Yeah. Being a celebrity, yeah. how hard has it been finding authentic people? Oh, very hard. Yeah. I feel like it's the hardest thing. Um, because you just, I don't know, like you just, you don't know who... Or why, you know, somebody wants to be your friend um, or to be a part of your circle. But I will say this, the truth will always come out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> uh, and it, it just, it's it's hard. And sometimes it's just like disappointing, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and unfortunate, like, especially when you think that you found like a nice connection yeah. and then... You're like, ah, okay, I can see this is why you wanted to be, you know, mm. my friend or, you know. Um, so it is. I think it's it's something that I have to be aware of because I don't walk around looking at myself as a celebrity. I just don't. Even Sierra knows that. Like, mm-hmm. she's, she's always like, oh, God, like, I have to— f- Where's Tia? Like, I have to find her because <laughs> she's—she doesn't— you know, sometimes she forgets, you know— like, I'll just be walking around, you know, the block or yeah, whatever, yeah. you know, like just being myself. And, you know, she's like, do you have to be careful? Um, <laughs> yeah, there's some bad people out there, especially I today. I know. And see, I always, I don't think that way. Yeah. And I have to like, um, you know, remind myself that I have to be a little more careful. Yeah. So, yeah, it can be, it can be hard. Yeah. But then that's why when you have that tribe. You know, the people who like Sierra or, mm-hmm. you know, some of my friends, they're like, Tia, like, you have to be careful. You know what I mean? Um, so they're always looking out. For me. Yeah. They're always looking out for me. They're like, they're your eyes. this person got to go. <laughs> or, <laughs> no, Tia. And I'm like, what do you mean? And then it'll show up, you know, a few yeah. weeks or months later. But that's why you have your tribe, you know, yeah, to, to step in whenever, you know. Did you ever have reserves with me? You? Yeah. No. Why not? I don't think so. I don't know. <laughs> like you just I I I guess I'm good at reading energy too. Mm. I think it's just something I don't know, right, Sierra? I am good at reading energy. Um and I also think that I don't know, like when people are vulnerable, I think mm. it says a lot about them. You know? Mm-hmm. And so I do feel and see like your vulnerability, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. You know, like I said, because you just don't see a lot of, I'm just going to be very honest, y'all. Especially, I think, on social media. I think it is getting better, but you yeah. just don't see a lot of men. Being vulnerable. <laughs> you just don't see them being vulnerable. And I feel like especially black men, you know what I mean? And, I, and I'm and i not judging in any kind of way. I just think <clears throat> as a culture and as a society, you know, black men 
the culture has gone through a lot, yeah. you know? Um, and so generation ago and then generation after generation, you're just kind of like taught to be like, ah, you know what yeah. I mean? To taught to be like very strong um, and to not show any weakness, um, not to feel, not to cry, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think a, a certain level of vulnerability, when, when a guy exerts that, we've been taught that that means we're weak, mm -hmm. you know? And we've seen proof in society that we're going to be called that. It's changing. Exactly. It's changing. It is. It, yeah, it, it has gotten better. But. Um, but I mean, I would like to see more of that because again, with that vulnerability comes true connection. Yeah. You know what I mean? And actually with vulnerability, with that true connection comes safety. Mm -hmm. So it is very beneficial, I think, to be vulnerable and let your guards down, but you have to feel safe enough to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> I'll try my best. I'll yeah, best. Yeah. yeah. So, but even 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 when we're vulnerable, sometimes it's say it's, it might even be the person that we're dating that'll show us that we can't be. Yeah. It, so it takes work on both ends of the equation. Mm, you know? I see what you're you saying. What saying. Yeah. No, I get it. What is it? I can never say that word. Reciprocity. 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 That's yes. so important. Yeah. <sighs> it's important for everyone. To it do the really work. is, and I feel like you know. That's, it's, it's, it's lacking, you know, but I think, I think what is beautiful is this generation, I, I think that's a positive with social media because social media is, oh my God. But I think the positive is, um, you know, as opposed to 10 years ago, you know, you wouldn't have access to accounts like yours, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And to see that representation um, and to be inspired in that kind of way. The mm -hmm. only inspiration that you would usually see is your circle. You yeah. know what I mean? Is your family. So this is why there's generational curses yeah. because that's the only, the, your, the village or, you know, the community that you're in, that's the only inspiration you're, 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 you're getting, yeah. you know? And so now I think with social media, you're able to um, see different, you're able to see representation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you get to, you can learn and grow from like accounts like yours. So, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I always say that um, like the message that I put out there is not new. Mm -hmm. This The message has been out there forever. Yeah. But sometimes mm -hmm. when I say it, yeah. it's going to resonate with of someone course. who, if Thomas said it, it's not going to yeah. resonate with, you know, just mm -hmm. be, just because of my upbringing, yes. how I look, everything. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the effect of uh, like Little Mermaid. Mm -hmm. When we saw that representation yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or Obama becoming president, yes. we're like, we can become president. Of course. Like, we can actually reach the highest office in the land, yes. regardless of his politics, whatever anyone yeah. thinks. Yeah. Being able to see that, it, it means a lot. Yeah. I, I've dedicated my career to representation. Because I feel like, like what I said earlier about Lisa Bonet, I yeah. am where I am because of representation. Mm -hmm. So I want to inspire my community um, in the same way because I saw how impactful that was with my life. Um, so, you know, I definitely want to be there for, you know, my community um, mm -hmm. in in that way, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I I... I'm not a therapist in any kind of way, but I did study growth and child development at okay. Pepperdine University, um, psych major. 
And one thing that resonated with me was children learn through observation. So I don't think it just stops with children. I think as we get older, we learn through observing. And when you see someone that looks like you, you know, mm-hmm. um, again, it's that representation. If you see it, then you be it. If you yeah. want to be it, you know? Yeah, it so, gives you power in a certain it does, way. It does. So, yeah. With that said, who do you look up to? Ah, yeah. oh gosh. <sighs> Um, I feel like it's, of course, changing and evolving um, wherever I am in my life. But currently, who I'm looking up to right now, I would say just are my ancestors. Mm. Um, I feel like they are the reason why I am here. Um, I always think about my great-grandmother because she, um, we're from the Bahamas, are my from the Bahamas. Yeah, so the yeah, um my family. Mm. So I found out maybe 10 years ago. Yeah, maybe 10, 11 years ago, maybe even less. Mm-hmm. Um but she was the only one that had migrated over to Miami from Eleuthera, the small little island, and she was young. She was like 15, 16 years old way back in the day. Um, this is over a hundred years ago because my great grandmother, um, and she went with my um, great grandfather who was much older than her. How <laughs> much older? Uh, you know what? I I'm not gonna put him out like that. <laughs> my mom and dad are in a no. similar situation. Okay, well, not like uh, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but it was like significantly. You know, she was only. 15, 16 years old. But, that was, but anyway, that's a long time ago. Yeah, a long time, time ago. Different time. Yeah, different time. But my point is, yeah, yeah. is that she must have been scared. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. So it had to have taken a lot of strength and courage for yeah. her to do what she did. Um, and so I feel like, you know, she inspires me. So whenever I get nervous or scared of the unknown, mm. I think about her. You know, I'm like, wow, you know, if she did it, I could do it too. Um, So, yeah, and then also just, you know, I I look up to my mother um, in the sense that she, her childhood was rough. It was Mm -hmm. hard. But she didn't allow her circumstance to be the prerequisite to her future. Um, And so, again, like whenever I get, you know, overwhelmed with where I am now in my life and Mm -hmm. in my my whatever, you know, whatever I'm going through, I'm like, this isn't going to be forever. You know what I mean? Like this moment is just temporary and I'm not going to allow this to this moment to define what my future is Mm going to look like. Um, Yeah. And then my, my grandmother, you know, I feel like. Just even in her passing, she passed away, I want to say maybe five years ago. In her death, I feel like I've gotten a rebirth um, because in her death, I learned a lot about myself. And um, she was the one that really encouraged me to um, find my peace and find my happiness. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so my ancestors. I love that mm-hmm. answer. And well, my mother, she's not my ancestor, but she will be. I'll be an ancestor one day. You know, we you all, all will. Yeah. So. Well, actually, speaking of your mother. Yeah. Um, I've heard you in different interviews say that. 
<laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh, nothing. Go ahead. Um, actually, so you seem so put together. Oh, so really? Put together. Oh my god! Most most okay. Child actresses, mm-hmm. actors, mm-hmm. they end up end up going through a lot in life. Yeah. How have you been able to maintain, frame, and be yourself? Yeah. You know, and not not lose sight of mm. who you are. Because it seems like you really know. I'm learning. You're, it's, okay. <laughs> well, there's a difference between where you're at and then being just hooked on something. Oh, you know I, see, I, mean? I see, I see, I see, I see, I so see. So you, you've been, how have you been able to do that? Yeah. Oh, my, sorry. What was the question again? <laughs> As a child actor, why okay. aren't you crazy? Okay. <laughs> I resonate with that. Um, uh, I think because um, uh, I think my parents, I I credit them being who they are and them being in the army. um, I feel like they, they value character. They just value who you are as a person, not, uh, what other people kind of like see you as. So growing mm-hmm. up, uh, being a child actor, they could care less. Meaning they were okay. like, this is awesome. This is great that you guys are this, but we don't care about that. We care about you doing your chores. We care about you respecting us, mm-hmm. you know? Um, we grew up saying, yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. We still do that as, you know, um, uh, adults. Um, so I think they just really instilled in me values, you know, like, um, I remember my mom, she would say, you know, these limousines, you know, mm-hmm. are, you know, coming and picking you girls up and you have the bodyguards and all this kind of stuff. She was like, this ain't gonna last. And my sister and I, we were like, why are you being a hater? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why are you hating on us, you know, (laughs) at the time? But we're so happy that she, she was like, she didn't allow us to let the business and our success and our fame define us, Mm. right? Because it's so easy to do that when you have so many people uh, liking you and loving you, you know, from that perspective, Mm. Um, you know, and I feel like that's why even some young, I, I see it all the time, young child actors are so full of themselves and so narcissistic and so egotistical because- Influencers too. Influencers, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's like, (laughs) get off your high horse. You know what I mean? Like, be humbled. Um, And so my parents, they they let us know right away that that's not important. What's important to us is who you are as people. Um, And so, you know, I feel like- uh, they instilled that within myself. And so that protected me from yeah. going crazy. Um, I didn't allow the business to define, you know, who I am. Um, with that said, I will say, yes, I didn't go down <clears throat> that path, but kind of back to what I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. I feel like being sheltered and catered to in that way had had its pros, but also its it cons. cons. Um, and I feel like the con that I am dealing with, not because of my parents, but 
maybe because of being a child star is I, it's not like I didn't know who I was or who I am. I felt like I was always thinking about other people. Um, almost like a people pleaser? Almost. <laughs> <laughs> I, am a, I am a huge people pleaser. Um, so, you know, at a very young age, I was taught to make people laugh. You know okay. what I mean? Like yeah. it was my job, my duty to, you know, you know, put on mm. some kind of show. And that's where I was saying that validation kind of came in that kind of way. Mm. Um, and so I am now on the journey. One of my friends, Joel, who I absolutely love. He's a poet from um, uh, New York and he's fantastic and he's so sweet. And I remember he had asked me about a year ago, he mm. was like, Tia, I challenge you. Who are you to ask yourself? Who are you if you are not? Meaning, who are you if you are not the actor? Mm. Who are you if you are not? Um, it was around. Well, yeah. Well, never mind. Um, who are you if you are not the sister? Who are you if you are not the mother? Yeah. And I didn't know. I did not know at really? all. Mm -mm. I found my identity in others, meaning I, I um, felt validated on how someone else uh, felt. Mm. So if I was making everybody else happy, then I succeeded. You know what I mean? But in a way, you're neglecting yourself. Oh, uh, in a way. Yeah, <laughs> like, 100%. I... I lived that life for so long that my cup was empty, mm. like completely empty that I, and you know, hence the not traveling, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like my focus was on everybody else and making everybody else happy. And I was completely ignoring myself. So I think a part of my trauma um, from being a child actor stemmed from that, you know what I mean? And, and then other things, you know, in my childhood and all that kind of stuff. But um, I think, uh, yeah, so I'm learning, you know, so, to, I'm learning who is Tia, you know, like who is Tia? Who is she? And I've been on that journey and traveling has helped me, you know, yeah. discover that. I think that lesson, who who are you? You know, asking yourself that. Mm -hmm. you, who am I? Mm -hmm. I think it's a lifelong lesson. You're always constantly rediscovering who yes. you are. You never actually can just have a period. Tr trying on to it. define yeah. yourself is like trying to like bite your own gums. Like it's, <laughs> it's like it's, yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's very hard, and you're constantly re redefining yourself as you grow. Oh yeah. It's, which is good. You know yeah, what I mean? I feel yeah. like if you aren't growing, then I don't know, like you're you're stifling yourself, you know Absolutely. what I mean, in some kind of way. So, um, yeah, so I'm currently on that journey. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's challenging. It gets interesting, but it's a hell of a ride, yeah. you know? It's a lot of fun. It's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Rediscovery. Yeah, actually, whenever um, I went through a period of that, whenever I used to own a party bus company. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Shout out, shout out Vinny. Uh, oh, me, wow. me and him, we uh, we went to college together. Okay. Um, and we started a party bus company in college. Okay. So we were wow. actually too young to even drive them. So we always had to hire drivers. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a hustle. I know, I know. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing about um, San Marcos. That's where I went to Texas State. Okay. And uh, we're 30 minutes from Austin. Okay. Everyone wants to go to Austin on the weekends. They don't want to drive back after going to the bars and all Okay, that. yeah, so yeah. here comes the party buses. Yeah, got it. We take you there and back, and you can have fun each yeah, way. Yeah, no drinking and driving. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. Yeah, so we started that, and it was good. I learned a lot about business, learned okay. to, met a lot of people. But at some point, I'm like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. What's the next move? What do I want to do? Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it actually pulls into how I met this guy. He used to, wow. um, he used to actually film for our party bus company. Oh, and okay. So you would film people drunk? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> pretty much. I'm um, sure you have some interesting content. Oh, we got some. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god. But, but okay. doing, but doing that, I remember I was so fascinated at his work. I'm like, this guy. Ah. Okay. Is so good at video, and I'm, I just I always love video. My okay. my dad actually always had a uh, a video a camcorder in yeah, his hand as a yeah. kid. Okay, we'd always film everything, and we oh, would do cool. home videos. And okay, I think in college I'm like I can't do that. I'm not going to make money doing it. So oh okay. So I circled back. Okay, and I started asking myself this question over a year. I was spent over a year. Okay, if time or money were no object. What would I spend my time doing? Ah, nice. Over a year, asking myself that question. Wow. Asking myself that question. Okay. And then finally, the answer was I would travel and film. Okay. So I had to learn how to film so I can travel. Ah, okay. So, um, yeah, I picked up a camera, learned how to use it on YouTube, and somehow I became like some type of influencer from that. (laughs) Okay, cool. No, I really like your videos. Like, even the one like from Thailand, it's just so cool. And you edit and you do all of that? Yeah, yeah. So cool. Okay, cool. I need an editor though now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he don't want to do it for me. No. Or he charges too much. It's a lot. <laughs> Editing is a lot yeah. of work. Yeah, yeah. Very tedious. Yeah. You have to have a lot of focus. But I yeah. love to edit too. Okay. So there's a part of me that's like, this is mine and I want to yeah. I want to put my art on it. You of know? course. So sometimes it's hard to let go. Yeah. I feel like editing can either make or break yeah. your your project, you yeah, know, like absolutely. you could have a great editor and it elevates the mm-hmm. content or you could have a terrible editor and you're just like, what? I know That's, I did a better take. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Like, come on. Like, absolutely. really? But okay. Yeah. Now yeah. I get it. But okay. yeah, so going back into just living in your truth, mm-hmm. everything that I've gotten in life has stemmed from that decision to do that, not for the money. Yes, but because I love doing it. Exactly. Passion. And then so I've just, I've met great people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I have a great circle of friends. Nice. And um, I've, I've had so many different opportunities to go all over the world. Yeah. And film, like we filmed tigers and stuff together. Have you heard of Tiger King? Oh <laughs> my gosh. Have you seen Tiger King? So we know some of the characters. Obsessed. Like- we know some of the characters. <laughs> oh God. Oddly obsessed when that yeah. when that show I said this I feel terrible like I'm watching this guy's life and it's so yeah. entertaining yeah. you know what I mean like it was just that's yeah. crazy that whole story yeah Tiger I won't go King. into crazy detail but um 
Yeah, wow. we got a chance to live with uh, Doc. Do you know which one that is? Which one? He's the he's the guy who has a bunch of girlfriends. He has three girlfriends. Really? They all. Oh, they said he had nine wives. Wait, but this he is the guy on Tiger King? He, is this the so, one so, that I think I know white? Is this the one that has the younger <laughs> girlfriend? Wait, huh? Yeah, he has he has one younger girlfriend, but he has got two that are, I guess, around his age. Something like that. Okay. Anyway, he's the guy with the white hair. He's got he the, has the elephant. He has the elephant. <laughs> okay. Anyways. <laughs> We got a chance, <laughs> the, the people in this room, we got a chance to live with them for a month. And it was- uh, Very interesting. Very interesting. Where do they live? Uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Yes. Yeah. I remember there was- Such that an experience. Con- yeah. There was that controversy going on. Did she kill her? What was oh, Carol Baskins. Carol Baskins. <laughs> Carol Baskins. <laughs> did she Baskins. kill her husband? Yeah. Did she kill her husband? Um, I mean, I know- What's the latest on that? I know probably about <laughs> as much as you do, but- oh. If I were to put yeah. everything together, maybe. Really? <laughs> I mean, they, yeah. I can't say that I know though. I don't. Okay. <laughs> that just that whole that whole story is very interesting. And it, so it released at the right time too, right at, at the COVID, beginning right? of COVID. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So everyone was just like, and he's "What still is in going jail, on?" Right? Is he still in jail? Joe. Joe is the one who's in jail. The one we live with is not Joe. No. No. But actually, I I met Joe before that show even happened. How? What so, is the connection with that? <laughs> it's so it's so crazy. Um, Jeez. I actually have a friend named Happy, and God bless his soul. He actually, uh, he died at 25 in a plane crash. Ah, oh, I shouldn't have told you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Little plays, super little plays, super little plays. That's why I don't get all no, those. No, no, I don't. No, but that's his, why I haven't been back to Eleuthera. Yeah, no, I was on a, a small ass plane. plane. Okay, yeah, six person. Ooh, I think twenty five max. Um, <sighs> he might have been twenty six, twenty five, twenty six. Okay. But anyways, yeah. But that with that situation, um, <sighs> they had they loaded the plane up too much. They had too many people, too yeah, much luggage. Went up, came straight yeah. back down. But happy. Okay. Um, he. He introduced me to um, this guy, Joe. Who no, it was Joe's partner, Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe. Oh, okay. So I was in Vegas. Okay. And I mean, I, I guess now I know you're not supposed to do it, but he was like, <laughs> oh, God, "Where is this story?" Going? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I was in Vegas. Where is this story going? <laughs> okay. Oh no, he's in he's Vegas, and, and Happy's like, "Hey, man, would you want to play with a baby tiger?" Okay. I'm like. Yeah, that's the most random thing ever. Yeah, like, yeah it's like um, we're we're gonna go to this mansion, and we just went. And it was Jeff Lowe's house, and he had a white tiger, a white baby tiger. Oh I'll show you God. pictures. Jesus. And we started playing with uh, the tiger, and it was like the most surreal experience ever. And it was like so cool. Like you can feel the pat, like their paws. <gasps> like even though, though they're a baby, you can feel that the, this thing. The- is going to be able to kill you. One yeah, day. the power. Just, yeah. Wow. And okay. even when they're just like, kind of like a teething oh, on you. Oh, I got cut. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Mm. Okay. You're just wow. biting me just playfully, but like, okay. like, yeah. Wow. So that's how I met Jeff Lowe. Okay. <laughs> and I came back, you know, I showed my friend some photos okay. and some videos. And I have a friend who's like a entrepreneur. He's always trying to do different things. Okay. Like, hey, bro, like, hey, we found the, Joe Exotics Park. Okay, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Okay. It was yeah. in Oklahoma. Okay. Which was 
we could ba- basically we set up a tour okay. from Texas to Oklahoma to go to visit the park. Oh my god! Before any of the Tiger King stuff <gasps> happened, at that moment I found out that place is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So we only did it one time. Oh, okay, got it. So you yeah. knew before anybody else did. I knew did. before. And then all of a sudden, Tiger King's, I'm like, yo, this yeah. is crazy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah. I, I didn't even know that there's like, yeah. there's like a, um, I didn't know that people were having their own personal zoos. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like illegally to yeah. make money. Like that is, yeah. or just doing well, illegal. Uh, yeah, I don't shit. think it's. You know what I mean? To like make money. That's like, crazy to me. Well, I know in Texas, you can have all types of animals legally. Oh, really? And I think Oklahoma is the same. Uh, okay. See. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's not illegal for them to have tigers. It's and- illegal to mistreat them. Yes, and that's got what it. That's um, where the- Joe uh, was, yeah, went like- to jail for doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Woo, Jesus, what a life. Yeah, yeah. What a life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can have it. <laughs> yeah, so they can have it? <laughs> you can have that you life. You like animals? Huh? Do you like animals? Um, I do. I just, I'm allergic. Really? <laughs> like cats, dogs, mm-hmm. both? Cats, dogs, yeah. Just the, I guess, what do they call it? The, yeah, or just the dogs that don't shed. Yes. Uh, hypoallergenic. I could do those. Okay. But yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just so allergic to them. So I was like, mm. and then also I just travel a lot, you know, yeah. so I feel bad. Like, I'm like, That's I'm why. not about neglect, you know? Yeah. So if, and plus if I get, I mean, my kids, they want, they're like, oh, mommy, I want a dog. But I'm like, I'm going to be the one that's taking care <laughs> of the dog, you know? So I was like, once you guys get older and you're able to drive the dog, you know, to yeah. Petco, <laughs> then you can have a dog, but no. So. How old are your kids? I have a 12-year-old, okay. uh, Cree, who's my son. And then I have a five-year-old, Cairo, who's my little princess. She's I love my daughter, yeah. Cree and Cairo. Cree and Cairo. And they are just, oh my gosh, they're my world. My son is really tall. Yeah. Um, they were saying he's like going to be 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, so he's a big boy. That's what they said about me. Yeah. I'm the only tall brother. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I feel like it's the same thing in, in my family. Like yeah. my son is basically taller than everybody right now. Yeah. He's only 12. And we get it from, because we're like, where did this height come from? Um, we get it from my grandmother's brothers. Okay. So they all were 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, and so it skipped a generation. Yeah. So my son has the height, but he's like into basketball and sports. Like I feel like every young, young yeah, yeah. boy is and then my daughter, she's so smart. I think she's going to be the president of the United States. Really? I truly believe so. I hear she's sassy. Very, <laughs> very, I've seen very. Some posts. Oh my god, <laughs> that girl is a mess. But she's also just like she's a bull. She's a Taurus, and so okay. she's very independent, which I love at a at a young you know age, and she knows what she wants. I remember we were shooting my YouTube channel, and I wanted her to say that my YouTube channel was her favorite show. So I was like, when I ask you, what's your favorite show? You say Tia Marie's Quick Fix. So I said, okay, Cairo, ready? I said, what's your favorite show? She was like, SpongeBob. (laughs) Coco Melon? Yeah, Coco. She didn't care. She was like, no, I'm going to say what I want to say. But she's so sweet. She's always saying, mommy, I love you. Or 
mommy, you're so sweet. Mommy, you're so cute. Like she's just, I just, I love her and my son, of course. Yeah. You know, they they are my heart, my pride and joys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you think they'll, uh, you know, grow up and be in the industry? Or? Um, huh, that's a good question. Mm, I don't know. I think I really, really think Cairo is. I don't know. She's like heavy. She's only five, but I feel like she's heavy on the academics. You know mm. what I mean? Um, but anything can change because kids are growing yeah. and evolving. And what do you know? Yeah. Um, at five. But my son, I think his goal right now, of course, is, you know, he's like into athletics. Mm, um, so we'll see where that takes him. Um, if there's anybody that would, I feel like would become an actor as my son. And he's fantastic at it. Yeah. He had an agent at one point, but he just doesn't want to do it right now. Uh, he doesn't want to, He if, if they were to just say, you can go on set, he'll do it. But he doesn't want to work for it. He doesn't want to audition. He doesn't want to study his lines. He doesn't want to do any of that. Um, but he, and it's, it's we're like, damn, because he's so good. You know, he's yeah. such a natural. I mean, both of his parents, you know, are actors. Um, but... We'll see. Maybe he'll take a different Maybe he'll become like an influencer and then go Maybe. that way, you know? Maybe. Yeah. So, and he is very much into gaming right now, too. So, so like a streamer or something. Yeah. So, I, I'm just like, whatever makes you happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I want you to do at the end of the day. Whatever makes you happy. Because I know that that's how you'll succeed. So. Yeah. Yeah. But and yeah. I, I think combined with actually showing work ethic but also giving them the freedom mm-hmm. to choose mm-hmm. well you know they'll choose the right choice very much so you know i mean my mom gave me the freedom to choose what i wanted yeah. to do Same. um so i want to gift my children that too you know so whatever makes them happy i'm all for yeah, yeah. awesome <laughs> We're actually getting close. I can't believe we've been talking this time. I know. So, that's crazy. It's um, been fun. Yeah, but um, I have a couple more questions. Oh, Lord. Here we questions. go. So, uh, and, and this is this is a personal question for me because I, okay. it's, it's starting to happen with me. Okay. Oh, God. How do you deal with... Um, how do you deal with the haters? <laughs> yeah. Like, cause I, I put out a yeah. lot of positive con- yeah. content. So mo- I get a lot of love. Yeah. But there's some... <laughs> when, when you have a lot of followers, there's some psychos in there. Very much so. How do you deal with that? Um, this is, uh, I feel like, something that I'm constantly learning, okay. right? Um, <clears throat> how do I deal with haters? <laughs> Again, I have to go back to my amazing friend, Vex King. Um, oh. And he told me this. So at first... Especially when it comes to my children, I have a hard time being quiet. You clap right? back. I clap back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, because I just feel that sometimes people have to be called out for their behavior. And it's like, would you say that to my face? Like, really, would you say that to my face? Right. And so... I don't know. Like I, w- I'm just like, all right. Somebody needs to say something because I think that they don't think that I would respond. Mm. Like they're they're doing that because they don't think that they would get a response, or sometimes they want that response. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's what you have to be careful about because yeah. they want that 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. Should I say? Especially if somebody writes a story. Exactly. About it. So my friend Vex, he was like, listen, if you decide to clap back. 
clap back in an intellectual, inspiring way. So like somebody had said something ridiculous on my Instagram. um, And instead of getting on their level, um, it's more about, hey, you know, (laughs) it's not... You have to be careful how you say it, but like Mm. maybe you should look into getting into therapy. You know what I mean? Because maybe you demeaning me as a woman Mm -hmm. and my freedom is because you have some built-in trauma there. Mm. You know, so- So almost educate them in the clapback. Yes, educate them in the clapback so that you are putting off good frequencies. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's what my, my friend Vex, he was like, look to you, if you, and I recently clapped back on my Instagram that got a lot of attention. And so he was like, he, he told me, he was like, a part of me was like, all right, Tia. And then he said, another part of me was like, all right. <laughs> so he was, he educated me in this, in this way. And this is how I handle it now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> first of all, it's projection, right? So 100%. when somebody's clapping back at you, be, and be compassionate and empathetic in that with that perspective and that in mind saying, hmm, this person is hurting, right? And so look at it from that perspective instead of taking it personally, because I'll tend to take things personally sometimes. But I think that the thing that really resonated with me, what he said is, when you are saying something negative to someone, understand that that response is going to continue to create negativity. Right? So if I say something, then the person who said it is going to receive it, and then it's going to be negative energy, and then it's just a continuum. So what you're doing is you're dimming your frequency, Mm. and you're actually dimming your light for them, and you're giving them power. Whereas I want to keep my frequency high, right? Because that's who I want to be as a person. I want to be full of joy and full of love, and full of compassion. And if I am giving my haters so much energy that's not positive, then I am lowering my frequency. And I don't want to do that. I do not want to do that. And so when he told me that, I was like, huh. So when I see people say something negative now, um, and this just happened about, you know, three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, like I said, I'm still learning yeah. and growing, but I was like, okay, like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't need to, hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. hmm. all right, that's you projection. You must be going through. If I feel the need to clap back in any kind of way, I'm going to do it from an inspiring mm. way, you know, instead of getting on their energy and mm. their on their level. So that's how I handle it. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's actually crazy because I do that most of the time. Okay. And he just explained it very well. Yeah. Um, but people don't know this about me. I can be petty. Yeah. So, so I've definitely clapped <laughs> yeah. back too. Yeah. I've clapped back too. Yeah. But, but putting it that way, it almost, it makes it good for everyone. Yes. Um, it's, it's a little selfish to, for your frequency, but also mm-hmm. helps everyone involved. And then people that would probably normally jump on this person in a negative way will also probably use the higher road too. Yeah. Or could you imagine somebody saying something like, like I said, like that person was saying something negative about me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I responded to them 
in an inspiring way, mm-hmm. like what that would do for them, you know? And again, what you're doing is, is you're putting out good back into the world. It's yeah. that same situation with the Buddha, you know, the arrows coming at you, but yeah. then you're turning it around and saying, here's a flower, yeah. you know? And so you're just creating good energy. Yeah. Could you imagine if the whole world was like that? They gotta It'll be a better place. Yeah, it would. So they, yeah. I want to be an example. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the more conversations we have like the these, the more we knock down those dominoes for people to be interested yes. in learning that, learning how to be like of that. Of course. They're just know? hurt. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. there's just a lot of, tr- everybody has trauma, yeah. but not everybody's working on it. Or a lot of people are not even aware of their traumas and saying, oh, I'm acting this way because of this trauma subconsciously that's been in your brain, you know, ever since you were a child. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. But at some point you have to be able to learn how to take ownership. Yes. Because yes, of course, we all have our traumas. None of our parents are perfect. And they they don't do things purposefully most of the time. Yeah. Um, But at some point you have to grow up and be like, okay, that might be the reason. Yeah. But I need to take responsibility from here. Of course. And figure out how to move forward. Of course. You know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been great. I have one more question okay. for you. There's there's so much influences out there. Okay, yeah. Both good and bad. You've been such a positive influence, mm-hmm. in my opinion, Thank to you. the world. Thank you. What advice would you give to women that look up to you? Aww. Ooh, what advice? Yeah. Um, hmm. I think the advice that I would give them now, because um, again, I can only pull from my own personal experience, is basically to kind of answer or ask yourself the question that I had just said earlier. Like, mm. who are you if you are not a wife? Who are you if you're not a girlfriend? Who are you if you're not, you know, a sister? Who are you if if you are not this or that? Like, like I said, women, we tend to be so influenced by what society puts on us. And it starts at a very young age. Like even just in, like, like if you look at the Disney movies, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like Nothing against men in any kind of way, you know, but I feel like reciprocity is so important, but society is very patriarchal, you know, at times. Um, And it's like putting men up here and then like women, you know, kind of like down here. And I feel like what happens is we tend to feel like what we have to say is not important Mm -hmm. or who, what we want in life is not important. So, or valued. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like a lot of women tend to look at other people's needs before their own because I think we're we're very natural at being nurturers, Mm -hmm. right? But we kind of get so um, lost in that instinct that a lot of women lose themselves. Sense of self, absolutely. Sense of self. So I would say, ask your question that. Ask yourself that question. Like, who are you if you weren't any of those roles that society puts on you? Mm -hmm. And really tap into that. And tell yourself, you know what I mean, that you love yourself in the mirror. Like, Mm -hmm. literally look at yourself and say amazing affirmations. Mm -hmm. You are beautiful. You are smart. You are bold. 
Um, you are safe. I love you. You know what I mean? Like really have a sense of self and who you are as a person and really like tap into that. Because I feel like when you tap into yourself, valuing yourself, valuing your self-worth, you will just make decisions in life that feed your soul. You know what I mean? And um, give you a sense of peace and happiness. You know, I mean, it's up and down in life, but I just feel like you will create a life that's authentic to you. And where there is that authenticity, then you create such a beautiful, safe environment for yourself, right? Mm Because life is short. And at the end of the day, you really, and I know people may see this as selfish, but because they they just don't understand it or they don't get it. But at the end of the day, you know, it's like you live with yourself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you have to, you're the only person in your shoes. You are. And it's okay to value yourself and, you know, tap in. um, Because then you'll be able to be the best wife, entrepreneur, mom, friend, and all of that. It's not saying, I'm not saying that you shouldn't um, build community or have connection or value connection. It's just, I think you'll make better connections when you really tap into who you are and mm-hmm. your self-love and live an authentic life. So that that was long, but that yeah, would be yeah. my advice. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And, and you know how I can tell that you've grown? Even I'm acting like I've known you for <laughs> <laughs> I've, 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 I've gone back and listened to a lot of your interviews oh, okay. and that's not, you've been asked that question before, but your answers changed. Oh my gosh. I love that. So, there's the I love that. Right yeah. There. This has been so good. I know. Thank you so much. I knew much. it would be. That's yeah, why I was like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, I want to continue. I want to bring awareness, you know what I mean? To great platforms like yours, you know? Absolutely. So. We need it within yeah. our community and with the world. So Absolutely. thank you. Well, I appreciate yeah. you. Let's do it again sometime. Yes. Peace yeah. out. Yeah, peace. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yay. That was so good. Yeah. High five. Heck yeah. <laughs> this is the Sacred Thomas Podcast. <laughs>